2: Live, he was always the best is to let go. I make moves by change, self work first, taking you higher. Dream, hope, like e. it's a in. like destiny. It's to choose, substitute, Make your boots and find the in you. come your job? And that's how hot. The fear and cheap. So yes, I invite you to invite you. come on through. See how we're doing the indigo boom, yeah. Hello, welcome, welcome,
0: welcome to the Indigo Room. It's another live broadcast on a rainy Sunday in New York City, uh, October 9th, 2016. It's Sunday, and I am your host, hostess, you know, your friend, your companion, your compatriot, whatever you want to call me today, that's what I am. Um, <laughs> I am Sydney Chase, and I am happy to be here. Like I said, it's a little windy and cold and rainy, but I ain't complaining. It's Sunday, and we are all here today, and I'm glad to be here with you. This is where we discuss all things spiritual. What am I talking about? I don't know. No. By that I mean that we are non-physical spiritual beings having physical human experiences. All of this wiki-wackiness that goes on around us, you know, interspersed with deliciousness and fabulous fabulosity and, you know, craziness and wiki-wackiness, it's all, um, we're all able to deal with it because we have tools and we have You know, when you remember, because you can get caught up in a cycle and then go, oh, yeah, that's right. I can, you know, choose my I am statements or change a different thought. And that's what we discuss here, here at the Indigo Room. Life is delicious. It's wonderful. It's fabulous, even when you're going through some craziness. Anyway, I'm glad that you're here. I want to um, welcome some of the crew that's trickling their way back, because, you know, we were on hiatus for the summer and we came back last week. And um, Gloria Moran is here with us today.
2: Ah,
0: She made it in. Remember last week she was having a little difficulty, but she's here today. She's here. Yaren, oh, and she's from Oklahoma. Say hi to OK. (laughs) Yaren is here, and uh, he's saying hello to you all from Tel Aviv. Shalom. And Mavis. Mavis is here again today with us. She wasn't with us last week. A lot of people, you know, because when we take off, you forget, you know, and then you check, and then all of a sudden, there she is. She's back, you know. So that's what happened. We took off the summer, and now we're back. So Mavis from New York City is here with us today. It was good to hear her voice. Linda, however, is going to be listening, she said, today, because um, she's got some things to do with her mom. So we will see her next Sunday. By the way, next Sunday we're going to make it one hour later on the East Coast, so that'll be one hour later for you all, you know, Midwest or Mountain Time or three hours, I mean, and one hour um, later for you if you're on the West Coast, so instead of 9 a.m., we'll, you'll be able to catch us at 10 and, you know, vice versa. Wherever your time frame is, I don't know, because that always makes makes my head nuts. I'm starting at 1 o'clock next week on Eastern Time. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out what time is your time, okay? There, said that. Um, I'm still working on the website. It is coming along really greatly. I am going to be sending some invites to people, very specific. Linda's getting one. So you can move around and look at it and, you know, see if there's anything else, you know, maybe you think I should add up in there. But um, I really, really do appreciate all of the love donations that you have all sent because this has helped me to be able to finally get the website up and running. Besides, you know, the time, just having the time to do it. I have to find time in my day in between walking Cleopatra and coming home from work. Um, But it's coming along great and um, you'll be able to see it soon. <laughs> also, if you'd like to make a donation to the Indigo Room, you can do that through PayPal. Um, just use the Indigo Room email. It's theindigoroom1 at com. That's it. All right, so today we are going to be reading how um, to use the Power of Your Subconscious Mind, and we're going to be reading How Your Mind Works, which is chapter two. See, I love this book. It's beat down. It looks like it's an ancient text now because I have beat it down so badly. But um, you can, I've been reading it this summer, rereading it again. And it's so great to actually be able to reread stuff that you read before. I know some of y'all think that you could read a book one time and get all of the meat. I know that. Because some of you say, oh, I read that book. I've had people say that to me. Oh, I've read that book. Yeah, but um, but um, do you remember, because <laughs> I constantly have to remind myself, this morning I woke up. You know, I had a great way. I woke up delicious. I felt good. I was feeling wonderful. I was like, yeah, I got up. I made my coffee. I did all that great stuff that you do after you wake up in the morning. And about, I don't even know how many thoughts ran through my mind. I can't even count them,
1: to be truthful. And
0: then I caught myself. I said, wait, what? what? Wait a minute. (laughs) What are you thinking about? And it really wasn't that bad, you know, it was like some things that I had done in my past life that I was thinking about, and I was like, oh, that wasn't really good, that wasn't really a smart thing to do, and oh, you know, I'm so sorry, Could please forgive me to the person that I'm thinking about, and then I started feeling all kinds of wicky and
2: I was like, wait, 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 wait! Oh my God!
0: I'm telling you, you could take yourself through a whole Journey in 15 minutes to hell. 15 minutes. I think that's all it takes. Might take less for some of y'all. Me, I was on my way, and then I had to snap out of it, change my thoughts, put some deliciousness in there. So one of the things, you know, of course, Neville says, change the imagining, you change the facts, change the past. So I just switched that all up. What? I went wait 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 wait. So you gotta catch yourself. And that's why reading these books over and over and over are helpful because it's like putting gas in your tank. It's like putting gas in the car. You cannot run your car for the duration of the time that you have. Shoot, you probably can't run your car for on a, gas, a tank of gas for a week unless you don't go anywhere. But who wants to not go anywhere? So think about it, you know. You, you have to replenish yourself, and that's why it's so good to reread these books. Um, Marianne Moss pointed out, hi, Marianne, to me on the Indigo Room um, Facebook page that we had, because I, I had said to her, she's been listening to the Indigo Room over, you know, the summer while we were gone. She's re-listening to the old podcast like some of y'all do. Yaron told me last week I need to listen to my own podcast. <laughs> Need to listen to my old podcast sometimes for my old self, right? But um, we did read um, Resurrection before, but it was in the form of um, lessons. It was lessons one through five and had the same type of um, information. So, you know, it's always great to reread this stuff. Anyway, we're going to start with Chapter 2, How Your Mind Works. And, Glory, I don't know why you keep popping in and out. You know, but we're here, and we're going to keep you. We're going to hold you right in, okay? We locked you in into the into the show. We have somebody from northern northeast Illinois. I wonder if that's Deborah. I don't know, but I'm going to check before we start to read. Hello?
2: Sydney, it's me. I'm calling on my other phone. Linda. <laughs> I'm list- I'm just listening while I'm cooking. I'll be I'll be on it after after talk.
0: Okay. Okay. Hi, Linda. Everybody. Say hi, hi,
2: everybody. <laughs> yeah, I have I have another. I've got a, sh- a sh- an Illinois phone too. So. Okay.
0: Anyway. All right, cool Beans. We'll keep you. We'll keep you. Um, in, we'll keep you close. Thank you. Okay. Oh, great, Yaron, That would be awesome. We're holding Gloria into the show, and um, Yaron said that he would like to read as well. And they said, Shalom, Linda, and Hi, Linda, from Gloria. And I'm sure Mavis is saying hi, too, but we can't hear her because her phone is muted just like yours. But anyway, <laughs> um, how your mind works. We are on page 15, chapter 2 in... The power of your subconscious subconscious mind. Your mind is your most precious possession. It is always with you. Ain't that the truth? I remember one time I wanted to take, just take my brain out of my head or my mind. I, but, you know, even if you took your brain out, you still are your mind. I just sometimes just want to get
2: away from your
0: own mind, right? <laughs> it is always with you. But its most amazing powers will be yours only when you have learned how to use it. As we have seen, there are two levels to your mind, the conscious or rational level and the subconscious or irrational level. You think with your conscious mind and whatever you habitually think sinks down into your subconscious mind, which then creates according to the nature of your thoughts. Your subconscious mind is the seat of your emotions. It is the creative mind. If you think good, good will follow. If you think evil, evil will follow. This is the way your mind works. The most important point to remember is this. Once the subconscious mind accepts an idea, it begins to execute it. It is an astonishing and subtle truth that the law of the subconscious mind works for good and bad ideas alike. This is what I try to tell folks. I often have to remind myself, it doesn't matter if you're a good person. It doesn't matter if you're a bad person. It doesn't matter if you're a black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese, Indian. It doesn't matter if you live on the, uh, one side of the planet versus on the other side of the planet. It always works the same for everybody. It doesn't care that you went to church today, and it doesn't care that Joe didn't go to church. You understand? It works the same for everybody. Just like the sun will rise and set for everybody it has no respecter of persons the sun does not care if you who you are it's going to rise and do its job and then it'll set and it'll rise and do its job well you know seemingly rise and set but you understand what i'm trying to say it'll be here for you it'll be here for everybody same thing with this power now you may get it to work better if you think better that's all this law, when applied in a negative way, is the cause of failure, frustration, and unhappiness. When your habitual thinking is harmonious and constructive, however, you experience perfect health, success, and prosperity. I know, sin's easy peasy, right? Peace of mind and a healthy body are inevitable once you begin to think and feel in the right way. Whatever you claim... <clears throat> whatever you claim what is that men oh mentally <laughs> my my word cut off whatever you claim mentally and feel as true your subconscious mind will accept and bring forth into your experience all you have to do is get your subconscious mind to accept your idea once that happens the law of your subconscious mind will bring forth the health peace, and prosperity you desire. You give the command or decree and your subconscious will faithfully reproduce the idea impressed upon it. The law of your mind is this. The reaction or response you get from your subconscious mind will be determined by the nature of the thought or idea you hold in your subconscious mind, in your conscious mind. Psychologists and psychiatrists point out that when thoughts are conveyed to your subconscious mind, impressions are made in the brain cells. As soon as your subconscious accepts any idea, it proceeds to put it into effect immediately. It doesn't seem like, excuse me, it doesn't seem like it does that immediately, right? Because, you know, you thought you accepted it because You know, you thought it, so if you thought it, you must have accepted it, which is not always the case, because just because you think you have a million dollars doesn't mean you accepted you have a million dollars, right? Just because you sit there and you do a little bit of exercise and you go, oh, you know, I feel that million dollars, I feel it, doesn't mean you've accepted the truth of it. A lot of times folks can't accept the fact that they are healthy when they're feeling sick because it's just a too big of a leap at that moment. So, but your subconscious is already at work. Your conscious doesn't necessarily believe it to be true, but your subconscious is already at work. As soon as your subconscious accepts any idea, it proceeds to put it into effect immediately. Working by association of ideas, it uses every bit of knowledge that you have gathered in your lifetime to bring about its purpose. It draws on the infinite power, energy, and wisdom within you. It lines up all the laws of nature to get its way. Sometimes it seems to bring about an immediate
2: <clears throat>
0: an immediate solution to your difficulties, but at other times it may take days, weeks, or longer. Its ways are past finding out. But if you go back to that, that little line there, again, as soon as your subconscious accepts it, any idea, it proceeds to put it into effect immediately. That is a any good idea or any bad idea, any wicky-wacky idea, as soon as your subconscious accepts it. So if you think about folks who maybe... Some people believe, like Gloria, she believed she was going to be able to get into the show today, and she did. Somebody else may say, well, I can't do it. It's not letting me in, and you won't. As soon as your subconscious accepts an idea, it goes about to provide a way a provide a solution. Now, a solution doesn't mean that it's a good solution. It is all in what you are thinking. If you're thinking wicky-wacky and you're trying to not necessarily come up with something delicious, but if you're you're feeling and you're feeling and you're feeling and you're feeling like this is never going to work, one little thought does not allow your subconscious mind to accept it. Your subconscious and your conscious mind does not accept um, um, something working out for the better, it is only seeing disaster. If you change the way you think and feel at the same time, then you accept it, and then you have confidence, you have faith, That's faith, knowing that from the unseen, it will manifest to the seen. From the subconscious, it will manifest itself objectively, on the outside of you, but it has to start inside first. That's where it is. Right, Gloria, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Exactly. That's exactly the truth. So people will say, well, how come it's not working for me? Well, just because you, you haven't accepted it. You haven't allowed it to marinate a little bit. Some things happen right away, but a lot of times, but that's because you can accept it. If you can accept that you can have $5, then you have to figure out a way to accept that you can have a hundred or 10,000 or 20,000. I'm just using money as an example. You're, you must remember that the conscious and subconscious are not two minds. They are merely two spheres of activity within one mind. Your conscious mind is the reasoning mind. It is that phase of mind that chooses. For example, you choose your books, your home, and your partner in life. You make all your decisions with your conscious mind. On the other hand, without any conscious choice on your part, your heart it keeps is kept functioning automatically and the vital functions of digestion, circulation, and breathing are carried on by your subconscious mind through process of through processes independent of your conscious control i 'm going to tell you right now if it was up to me to figure out how to keep my heart beating and my respiration going and all of that every day, you know what you know what you know you know what what would happen right if, <laughs> i would if i wouldn't be here if it was up to me to figure that out every day while i 'm sleeping, come on. <laughs> your subconscious mind accepts what is impressed upon it or what what you consciously believe. It does not reason things out as your conscious mind does, and it does not argue with with you controversially. Your subconscious mind is like a bed of soil that accepts any kind of seed, good or bad. Your thoughts are active. They are the seeds. Negative, destructive thoughts continue to work negatively in your subconscious mind. Sooner or later, they will emerge and take shape as an outer experience that corresponds to their content. And a lot of times, the things that we experience outside of ourselves, actually all of them, we just don't believe that we had anything to do with it. I didn't think of that. I didn't think about myself you know, stubbing my toe. I didn't think about blah, blah, blah. No, it's a combination of stuff. You didn't consciously sit there and go, I want to stub my toe today so it will hurt. Maybe you got a whole lot of wiki wacky going on like I did that day I stubbed my toe in the bathroom. <laughs> I thought I broke it. And I was like, okay, no. I'm not breaking nothing. You know, I had to turn it around. But... Those things, all of the combination of things that we think, is what creates our reality on the outside of us. So it's a combo effect. Remember, your subconscious mind does not engage thoughts are good or bad or true or false. It responds according to the nature of your thoughts or suggestion. For example, if you consciously assume that something is true, even though it may be false, your subconscious mind will accept it as true and proceed to bring about results that must necessarily follow because you consciously assumed it to be true. How about that? Does that make sense to everybody? Any questions so far? Oh, Yaron is on the call too. Okay, good. So far, I think think it kind of, you know, just says everything that we already know to be true, but we're just getting a reminder, right? All right, so we're moving on to the next topic in this chapter, experiments by psychologists. Psychologists and others have performed countless experiments on people who are in a hypnotic trance. Hold on. Psychologists and others have performed countless experiments on people who are in a hypnotic trance. This research shows clearly that the subconscious mind does not make the selections and comparisons that are necessary for a reasoning process. Your subconscious mind will accept any suggestions, however false. Having once accepted any suggestion, it responds according to the nature of the suggestion given. To illustrate how suggestible your subconscious mind is, if a practice hypnotist suggests to one of her subjects that she is Napoleon Bonaparte or even a cat or a dog, the subject will act out the part with immediate, imitable accuracy. Her personality becomes changed for the time being. She believes herself to be whatever the operator tells her she is. A skilled hypnotist may suggest to one of his students in the hypnotic state that her back itches. To another, his nose is bleeding. To another, that she is a marble statue. To another, that she is freezing and the temperature is below zero. Each one will follow out the line of his particular suggestion, totally oblivious to all those surroundings that do not pertain to the hypnotic suggestion. I don't know. Have you ever been hypnotized? I have never been hypnotized. You know, I've listened to the power of suggestion and all of that stuff, but I've never actually been hypnotized. Has anybody here ever been hypnotized? I've never been. Just saying I don't know if I can be hypnotized. (laughs) I'm too
2: hard-headed.
0: Those simple illustrations portray the difference between your conscious reasoning mind and your subconscious mind, which is impersonal, non-selective, and accepts as true whatever your conscious mind believes to be true. Hence the importance of selecting thoughts, ideas, and premises that bless, heal, inspire, and fill your soul with joy. No. Yaron said, no, he's never been hypnotized. Gloria's never been hypnotized. Um, I don't know if Mavis has. We'll find out when we get back to her. But um, I, I have tried to hypnotize myself. <laughs> Maybe I'm hypnotized right now. Maybe you're not really talking to Sydney, you're talking to somebody else, you know, who's hypnotized, I don't know, I'm just kidding, I've never, I've never actually, I've never had that experience, I always found it fascinating that that could happen to an an individual, but it's never happened to me, (laughs) I don't think I've been hypnotized, Yaron and Gloria, Um, Yaron, would you like to read a little
2: bit, you ready? Okay,
1: cool. Hi. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Shalom from Tel Aviv. Shalom, shalom. So you can pick up
0: and read a little bit. Um, I think we're, yeah, we're just on the next, um,
1: the tremendous power of suggestion. Um, The tremendous power of suggestion. Hold on that's, a the, that's. I think I missed. I. Whenever I move the pages, Bonaparte. Uh, okay, a skilled hypnotist. Is that it?
0: Um. No. Wait a minute. Sorry. Yeah. Um. I. I opened. I moved
1: to to. Uh, a different page, but yes. <laughs> a skilled. Okay. okay. You are hypnotized. I think you're under a spell. That's yes, I am. I'm hypnotized. Hmm. All right. Well, terrific. Uh, it's a good opportunity for me. A skilled hypnotist may suggest to one of his students in the hypnotic state that her back itches to another that his nose is bleeding. Oh, you have read this. Oh, I read that already. Okay. So uh, the simple illustrations, is that it? Um, yeah.
0: Your conscious oh. mind is some, sometimes referred to as your objective mind because it deals with outward objects. That's where we are.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So the term is an objective and a subjective mind clarified. Okay. Your conscious mind is sometimes referred to as your objective mind because it deals with outward objects. The objective mind is aware of the objective world. Its media of observation are your five physical senses. Your objective mind is your guide and director in your contact with your environment. You gain knowledge through your five senses. Your objective mind learns through observation, experience, and education. As previously pointed out, the greatest function of the objective mind is that of reasoning. Suppose you are one of the hundreds of thousands of tourists who visit the Grand Canyon every year. You would come to the conclusion that it is one of the world's most amazing natural wonders. This conclusion would be based on your observation of its incredible depth, the complex shaping of the rock formations, the beautiful play of colors along among the different geological strata, this is the working of your objective mind. <clears throat> your subconscious mind is often referred to as your subjective mind. Your, your subjective mind is aware of its environment, but not by means of the physical senses. Your subjective mind perceives by intuition. It is the seat of your emotions and the storehouse of memory. The subjective mind performs its highest functions when your, when your objective senses are not functioning. In other words, it is that intelligence that makes itself known when the objective mind is suspended or in a sleepy, drowsy state. Your subjective mind sees without the use of the natural organs of vision. It has the capacity of clairvoyance and clairaudience. It can see and hear events that, events that are taking place elsewhere. Your subjective mind can leave your body, travel to distant lands, and bring back information that is often of the most exact and truthful character. Through your subjective mind, You can read the thoughts of others, read the contents of sealed envelopes, or closed books or newspapers. Once we understand the interaction of the objective and subjective minds, we are in a better position to learn the true art of prayer. The subconscious cannot read... Hold on one second. That is good stuff right there, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, the stuff I have underlined here that you may want to underline to yourself or highlight, first of all, is to remind yourself that your conscious mind is often referred to as your subjective mind. That means what's going on inside of you. It is really aware of its environment. It's aware of the things. And it's aware of its environment, but it doesn't. It's not like you know, touching stuff and phys, like like we do with the conscious mind. It's not choosing things for you. You do that with your conscious mind, mm-hmm. and it perceives by intuition. So it's like that gut feeling that you have, or you know, you get. Sometimes you get the little tinglys. When you want to go someplace and you're going, eh, I don't think that's a good idea today. For whatever reason, we don't know. You know, it's just maybe it'll tell you to go left when you think, I really want to go right. And then you all of a sudden you switch gears or you do something that seems so out of the norm for you because you just have this gut feeling and intuition. Right. And it can save your life if you listen to it. Or, you know, if you ignore it sometimes, like I've done, <laughs> you can have disaster. So, you know, you have the. Sometimes people get like goosebumps on their arms or their hands or their hairs raise up or you feel something up the tingling of the back of your spine. That's real. Those are real. That's something's trying to get your attention. You know, you can call it your God self, you can call it the universe, you can call it spirit. I don't know. I don't care. You can call it Joe. I don't care. You understand? It is something that's inside of you that's knowing, knowing more about the situation that you're about to enter into than you can see with your physical, conscious knowing. Because, you know, we're all know-it-alls, right? Right? We know everything. I know because I already had that experience. Well, you know what? Maybe this time it will be a little bit different. Just chill out a little bit and listen to what your intuition is telling you. The other thing is my book says something a little bit different because it's a, um, a later edition. But it says through your subconscious, subjective mind, you can read the thoughts of others. Read the contents of sealed envelopes or intuit the information on a computer disk without using a disk drive. There you go, Gloria. A little bit different. (laughs) Gloria says her intuition has never been wrong. I know mine has never been wrong. Sometimes I don't follow it like I should. I'm being honest. If I sat here and told you every time that I follow my intuition, I follow my gut... Every time, I would be lying to you, but if you do, you usually always have a good result or a better result than if you just go on all willy-nilly, so it's really important that you understand the interaction of your outside, which is the objective outside, that's the you may be sitting at your computer, your job, everything that's outside of you. It's important that you understand the interaction. Your objective and subjective mind—they're not different minds. They're one in this. They're
1: they're they're just different levels. Yeah, make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, in the um, in a story of Jonah, if you're familiar with it. Yes. Um, you know, when he, he doesn't listen to God. You remember that? Yeah. And, and that's the same thing. It's not not listening to your intuition, which gets you into trouble. And you go into the sea, and it's all stormy. Had he listened to God or listened to his inner voice in this, you know, if you're talking about intuition, I mean. He would have probably been saved or got what he wanted in the first place, right? And I'll tell you. I'll tell you a really quick story before I continue to read. If you want me to continue to read, I'm um, sorry. What? Couple, I'll tell you a short story, and then I'll continue to read if you still want me to continue to read. Okay. Um, I was looking for a uh, a laptop. A second-hand one, you know, because mine is getting old. And um, I found a good one, but at the moment, at the time that I saw it, um, I didn't have enough money to put down. For for a split second, I thought maybe I'll give him a uh, a deposit. Okay, but instead of telling him I'll give you a deposit, I told him I'm going to go get the all the money and come back in an hour. By the time I got home he called me and told me he sold the computer to somebody else. Oh. So if I if I had I listened to my intuition, i him, Listen, I'm gonna put a deposit down, he would have known that it sold, that I would come back for it. Right? right. Right. And it was a split second like a little image on my screen and I was and I saw the money in, in my wallet and I that I could have given him as a deposit. Anyway, so yeah, if you don't listen to your intuition, you can lose (laughs) an an opportunity.
0: Yes, that's true. That is so true. I'm of the proponent. I usually, uh, here's here's how I roll. If it's something, if it's something that I really want, nine times out of ten, usually, I will say, yes, and figure out the wrestling. (laughs) 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 Sometimes, (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't, but I always wind up having a, a really interesting um, experience. But I don't always follow my my own gut, you know, like like that. But if an opportunity presents itself, I'll say yes, and then um, figure out the rest later. But that's a really great, great uh, story that actually happened to to me um, this week. I was last week. I was shopping mm-hmm. online, and then I put these things in my cart, and then, you know, I said, okay, well, this is what I want, 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 and then I um, looked at the price when I was done, and I said, okay, well, I knew I didn't have enough money in my account, but I had the cash, I just didn't have the money in my my account, so I had to put the money in my account, but um, when I went back, everything that was in my cart, it was gone, because (laughs) it all sold out. Anyway, so I understand. I understand what you're talking about. You want to keep breathing?
1: Yes, I'll. uh... Are you done? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm done. I just answered uh, Gloria uh, online. Okay, here we go. Uh, The subconscious cannot reason like your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind does not have the ability to argue or dispute what it is told. If you give it wrong information, it will accept it as true. It will then work to make that information correct. It will bring your suggestions, even those that were false, to pass as conditions, experiences, and events. Everything that has happened to you happened because of thoughts impressed on your subconscious mind through belief. If you have communicated wrong or distorted concepts to your subconscious mind it is the most urgent importance to correct them the sure way to do this is by repeatedly giving your subconscious mind constructive harmonious thoughts as these are frequently repeated your subconscious mind accepts them in this way you can form new healthier habits of thoughts and life, for your subconscious mind is the seat of habit. The habitual thinking of your your conscious mind establishes deep grooves in your subconscious mind. I'm going to read it again. The habitual thinking of your conscious mind establishes deep grooves in your subconscious mind. If your habitual thoughts are harmonious, peaceful, and constructive, your subconscious mind will respond by creating harmony, peace, and constructive conditions. Have you fallen prey to fear, worry, and other destructive forms of thinking? The remedy is to recognize the power of your subconscious mind and decree freedom, happiness, and perfect health. The subconscious mind, being creative and one with your divine source, will then start to create the freedom and happiness you have earnestly decreed. The tremendous power of suggestion. As you can see by what we have already discussed, your conscious mind serves as the watchman at the gate. One of the most one of its most crucial functions. Is to protect your subconscious mind from false impressions. The the reason this is so important goes back to one of the basic laws of mind. Your subconscious mind is very sensitive to suggestion. As you know, your subconscious mind does not make comparisons or contrasts. It doesn't. It doesn't reason and think things out for itself. This latter function belongs to your conscious mind. No, your subconscious mind simply reacts to the impressions given to it by your conscious mind. It does not pick and choose among different courses of action. It merely takes what it is given. Suggestion is a tremendously powerful force. Imagine that you are bored Imagine that you are on board a ship that is rocking a bit from side to side. You approach a timid looking fellow passenger and say, Gee, you don't look so hot. Your face is practically green. I'm afraid you're about to be seasick. Can I help you to your cabin? The passenger turns pale. The suggestion you have just made about seasickness links up with her own tears and forebodings. She lets you escort her down below decks. Once, once she's there, your negative suggestion, which she accepted, comes true. Hey,
0: now think about that for a moment, everyone. She might not have been sick, right? But it linked up with her own fears and forebodings, her own fears and foreboding. Maybe she had a fear of being seasick before she got on the boat. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she just had a fear of something else that was totally different in nature, but she's got the fear, the wicky-wackiness already going inside of her. So somebody looks at her and says, ooh, I think you're going to be seasick. Let me take you downstairs. And sure enough you do because your subconscious is that easily can be that easily influenced if you are not really doing your your own work and and you know m- making your um subconscious mind feed on things that are of beautiful report case in point i i often lately <clears throat> Um, when I'm looking at uh, the television the commercials that come up are so many of them about cancer and I often think to myself and I say I wonder if these companies realize that the suggestions they're making about cancer is affecting so many people and this is how we manifest cancer. Just a thought. I don't know if it's true because I don't have any clue, but I'm talking about like health, you know, and, and things that we see all the time. So if you already have a fear going on inside of you, you're afraid or you have anxiety and, you, you know, blah, 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 you're, you're seeing this every day, every day, every day. I don't know how often you watch TV. I don't oft- often watch it, but, you know, the shows that I do watch, you see these commercials that come on, and I'm saying, my gosh, how many- if I'm seeing, like, five commercials in just one show, one hour, imagine if somebody's watching more than an hour of television a day and how often they see these commercials. How often, how often? You may not have it now, but... You know, you may not have it now, but, and the fear that comes in from these commercials. Now, had I not been doing my own work, I would probably be afraid too, right? So, it's really easy to um, play into the fears that are going on around you, but your subconscious knows nothing but perfection, really, and health and well-being. That's the truth of it. But you're feeding it, well, it will switch up and and, and give you exactly what you're thinking about. Um, Gloria says, I think so too, Sid. I see this happen all the time when I talk to people through the process when I'm claim, calming them down when drawing blood so they they don't pass out. I totally change their thought process. That is what, see, look. She works in the health profession. So when she's taking their blood and they're wigging out, you should have been around me like a few years back. <laughs> Many years back, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, when, you know, I'm about to freak out when they getting ready to take the blood out of my arm. But, yes, you can change a whole person's... The power of suggestion can change a whole person's attitude. It's just like some people get well... And the placebo effect, we talk about the placebo effect. We've talked about it numerous times in the indigo room. You know, people who have, have, a, have a condition and they, they do these testings. I spoke to a scientist one time and they told me that they really do do these trials with the actual drug and then the placebo. And they find out that people who take the placebo and they're told that it is this particular drug and it's going to make them feel better and it's going to heal them, have the same results as the people who take the actual physical drug, whatever that drug may be. So if you think about that, then what are we doing?
1: You know, um, I once um, took my blood pressure um, before and after breathing deeply, mm-hmm. and after breathing deeply, it uh, it kind of eased out. Okay, it became normal. You know, right? And uh, it just shows you that, yeah, the mind has has an incredible. power over you or the body it really Uh, does it's just it's a simple it's a simple suggestion I mean breathing you know but the more deep you get into your subconscious the more of what you want to happen can happen I agree I'm I'm, I'm counting on it (laughs) huh I'm counting on it (laughs) good that's what you should
0: be doing. That's what you should be counting on. <laughs> you want to read one one more um, section? Different reactions. Absolutely.
1: Oh. And then and I'll pick up. Different reactions. Sure. Different reactions to the same suggestion. It is important to realize that different people will react in different ways to the same suggestion. This is because they have different subconscious conditioning or beliefs. Suppose instead of choosing a fellow passenger on a ship, you go up to a member of the crew. You say, hey, buddy, you don't look so great. Do you think you're about to be seasick? Depending on the sailor's temperament, he either laughs at your feeble joke or tells you to get lost. The suggestion had no power over him, because the idea of sickness was associated in his mind with his own immunity from it, and therefore it called up not fear or worry but self-confidence. A dictionary will tell you that a suggestion is the act or instance of putting something into one's mind. It is the mental process by which the thought or idea that has been suggested is entertained, accepted, or put into effect. Remember, <clears throat> excuse me. Remember, a suggestion cannot impose itself on the subconscious mind against the will of the conscious mind. Your conscious mind has the power to reject the suggestion. The sailor had no fear of seasickness. He had convinced himself of his immunity. So the negative suggestion had no power to evoke fear, but your fellow passenger was already worried about becoming sick. Therefore, your suggestion had the power over her. All of us have our own inner fears, beliefs, opinions. These inner assumptions rule and govern our lives. A suggestion has no power in and of itself. The power arises from the fact that you accept it mentally. Only at that point do you do your subconscious powers begin to act according to the nature of the suggestion. There you have it. Wait,
0: I just want to say, Gloria said... Oh, Yaron said he used to faint. <laughs> you said he used to faint when you got blood drawn
1: <laughs> yeah, years ago, yeah, wow, yeah, many You don't ago. anymore yeah, then no, then I really made a conscious uh, decision to you know breathe and even take a little look and the put in the needle, and now I'm okay with it, like I don't like yeah. to the uh to the nurse and you know every day and tell her, listen, take blood. <laughs> But uh, when it does happen, you know, I'm more comfortable with it.
0: And Gloria says, you can even change vasco constriction of the vessels with words. Um, she said, even nocebo, this is going to make you feel bad, and there's no drug in the pill. Ah, <laughs> nocebo.
2: Nocebo placebo. Did I say that right? Wow. SIBO? No okay. Thank you, Yaren,
0: for reading. Thank you. And giving us My your stories. We always love your stories. <laughs> okay, this is a long chapter, so we're probably only going to do half of today and then um, the rest next week. But I'm going to read a little bit more. <clears throat> For many years, oh wait, let me put you on
1: mute. Yes, please.
0: For many years, I gave a regular series of lectures at the London Truth Forum in Caxton Hall, which I founded a number of years ago. Dr. Evelyn Fleet, the director told me about a man whose young daughter suffered from both crippling rheumatoid arthritis and a disfiguring and painful skin condition called psoriasis. They tried many treatments, but nothing the doctors did seemed to help. The man was near despair. Over and over, he said to himself and to his friends, I would give my right arm to see my daughter cured. According to Dr. Fleet, one day the family was out for a drive. Their car was involved in a head-on collision. The father's right arm was torn off at the shoulder. When he came home from the hospital, he discovered that his daughter's arthritis and skin condition had vanished. You must be very careful to give your subconscious only those suggestions that heal, bless, elevate, and inspire you in all ways. Remember, your subconscious mind doesn't understand a joke. It takes you at your word. Cleopatra doesn't understand a joke. She takes me at my word. She understands English. She, if I'm outside with her, and I say, you want to go in the house and get a bone, I cannot not give her a bone because she takes me at my word. She comes in the house. We could be out. It could be a long walk, but I've already put that out there. I've already said it, and I've seen her do it a thousand times. She'll come running in the house when we're done. She'll come running in the house and go sit. By the refrigerator, that's where I keep her, her treats. She goes, sits by the refrigerator and waits. And if I forget, because she takes me at my word, she comes in and gets me, and then brings me to the kitchen and sits in front of the refrigerator waiting for her bone. Children take you at your word as well, so does your subconscious mind. It doesn't it doesn't get a joke it doesn't it doesn't get the joke. So be mindful of what you state and what you say and what you repeat over and over and over and over again. Because your subconscious mind it doesn't realize it's not saying, Oh, I don't want the father to lose his arm. It has nothing to do with that. You're the one we're the ones that do the creating. So you just have to be mindful. Gloria said, of course she does. Yes, she does. She takes me at my word. How auto-suggestion banishes fear. The term auto-suggestion means suggesting something definite and specific to oneself. Like any tool, wrongly used, it can cause harm. But used properly, it can be extremely helpful. Janet R. was a talented young singer. She was invited to try out for an important role in an opera production. She desperately wanted to audition but she was also terribly apprehensive. Three times before when she had sung for directors she had failed miserably. The reason was fear of failure. She had a wonderful voice but she had been saying to herself to herself when the time comes for me to sing I'll sound awful. I'll never get the role. They won't like me. They'll wonder how I have the nerve to try out. I'll go but I know it'll be a failure. Well, she just set herself up, right? For disaster. Her subconscious mind accepted those negative auto-suggestions as a request. You can request failure by, by telling yourself these things. And then you get upset. We get upset.
2: Why is this happening to me? Why? Yeah, well, you set yourself up
0: proceeded to manifest them and bring them into her experience. The cause was an involuntary, involuntary auto-suggestion. Her fears had become emotionalized and subjectified them thoughts that in turn became her reality. This young singer was able to overcome the force of her negative auto-suggestions, just like Yaron. She accomplished this by countering them with positive auto-suggestion. What she did was this. Three times a day, she went alone into a quiet room. She sat down comfortably in an armchair, relaxed her body, and closed her eyes. She stilled her mind and body as best she could. Physical inertia favors mental passivity and renders the mind more receptive to suggestion. To counteract the fear suggestion, she repeated to herself, I sing beautifully. I am poised, serene, confident, and calm. At each sitting, she repeated this statement slowly, quietly, and with feeling from five to ten minutes. She had, these, she had three such sittings during the day and one immediately before going to sleep. After one week, she was completely poised and confident. When the fateful day came, she gave a wonderful audition and was cast in the part. It could take you longer. Don't think that because you did this that it's going to work just like her in a week. It depends on how much wiki wacky you have going already, like a snowball rolling down a hill, right? You have to stop the momentum from one direction to the other. And if you're good at it, you can stop it quickly. If you're not that good at it, it may take you a little longer. That doesn't mean that or not, when I say not good at it, you haven't had any practice. That's all. When I mean not good at it, I mean just by not having any practice, not that you're not good at it. So let me, let me rephrase that. You just haven't had any practice. So if you've, got a whole, you've been practicing a whole lot of wicky-wacky thoughts, you don't stop it, you get angry, you get frustrated, you're ticked off with this one and that one, and you, you're running around all willy nilly. well, it's going to take you a little bit of time because you haven't practiced. Practice makes perfect. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. That's what they say. That's the way you do it. How do you get to where you want to be? Practice, practice, practice. You can't do it one day and then expect it to continue for the rest of your days. It doesn't work like that. Again, think about your car or a car. You have to refill it up with gas. You have to refill your body up with nutrients. You can't just eat one meal. And expect it to carry you for the rest of your life. If that was the case, your mama would have only fed you once. Right? Starvation is the key to destruction. You starve your mind, you're not going to have a good time. So don't starve your mind. Don't starve your subconscious. Feed it deliciousness. Get in there. Get back to work. Maybe you took some time off and you thought everything was wonderful and it was feeling great, and then you crashed. Well, that's okay. Just get back in and practice some more. That's it. You got wicky-wacky going, you can always reverse it. So we're going to stop here today. Um, we will pick up next week on how your mind works. And we'll read How She Restored Her Memory. That's on page 23. And I, if you want to go ahead and keep reading, please do. I encourage you to do that. So I just want to review um, a couple of the highlights from what we just read. Think good and good follows. Think evil and evil follows. You are what you think about all day long. Even wicky-wacky thoughts are a prayer, right?
1: People say, well, I've prayed.
0: I've prayed for things to get better. Well, that's only under the assumption because you're under the assumption that things are terrible. So while you're sitting here saying, oh, God, please, oh, please take me out of this, you are already in the belief system that it's terrible and it's never going to get better. So change those constant thoughts. Your thoughts daily are a prayer. You are, you are really, really vested in wiki-wackiness if you've got a whole lot of wiki-wacky thoughts going on. So you can switch them around. You can switch it around. Think peace. Think perfection. Think I am joy if that's what you have to do. Say I'm, thank- I'm thankful or just thank you. Some days I just say thank you all day long in between, you know. My work, getting up. That's the first thing I do in the morning is I thank God. I thank my spirit for waking me up. First thing. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so thankful to be here. Thank you for opening my eyes. Mighty God, within me, I face thy eternal sunrise and receive thy mighty radiance and activity made visible in my experience today. First thing. Open my eyes. That's what comes to my mind. So figure it out. Figure out what you can say to start your day off and continue in that vein all day. Didn't say things weren't going to get wicky-wacky. Just said that you are feeding your subconscious. Sometimes you eat bad things and it gives you a tummy ache. Sometimes you think wicky-wacky things and not so wicky great things uh, manifest for you. But the good news is you don't have to stay that way. You can change it. Okay. Gloria said, great examples and changing I am statements. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She said, me too, me too. And uh, I just want to say goodbye to Mavis, see if she has anything
2: to share before we go. Thank Hi, you. Mavis. Thank you, thank you. Do you have anything you want to share as well today? Um, you're so right on point because um, last month, beginning this month, I was thinking about these TV commercials. What are they doing? Mm. And that's not just with the uh, drugs and uh, advertising this cancer business. It's with everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No good. Well, it's up to the individual. You don't have to watch.
0: Right. Or you can watch Or you can turn it down, or you can change your head, you know, and say just like the person who was uh, with the with the um, example that we had. You have someone who was given the auto suggestion that you're going to be seasick, and someone else who was given the auto suggestion and was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever."
2: Sure. Just this week, I have to do that because I'm expecting to go on a cruise next month, and my Ah. oh, I'm I'm claustrophobic. I I, I can't. uh, Go down in the uh, interior, and uh, I can't even sleep with my bedroom door closed. And just I said, come on, why are you being so um, nervous and such and such and such? Anyway, she decided to go. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Why are you behaving like this? Because then there's always buying over matter. Come on.
0: Right, right, right. It's up to us. So, this up this, to us. This us. was actually really great for you right on time then. <laughs> right on
2: time. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank I'm you glad you was. were here
0: to join us today.
2: Yes, yes. I needed to hear, right?
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, uh, Linda's back. Well, let's say hi to Linda before we go.
2: Hey, Linda. Hi Linda. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, hi, uh, I'll have to listen to the last last half, but it was okay, good.
0: yeah, we were just um just finishing up. We left off on page thirty five and um because this chapter was a little bit longer than the last chapter so um, we'll be back next week. We're gonna be on page thirty five and it is. I'm sorry, at page 35, sorry, page 25,
2: 25,
0: okay, 23, sorry, make up your mind, girl, page, page 23, Um, and we're going to, she restored her memory, that's where we left off, so we were just just sharing, um, and Yaren had shared as well, you know, the power of auto-suggestion and how we, the it's a habit, it's a habit, it's a habit that we get into and when you are feeding your subconscious mind a lot of, um, you know, not so great thoughts or fearful thoughts, worrisome thoughts, how they manifest, you know, into your objective, your reality.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, so we were just chatting about that before we left. And i say thank you to Aaron. Hey, again. Aaron.
1: There you go. Thanks for reading, Aaron. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. Oh, my pleasure. It's always my pleasure, really. Anytime, Sydney, anybody. Well, we are very
0: thankful for you today. Thank you for all of you joining us. We want to say hi to um, Wanda, who may be working today. Gloria made it into the show, so we're glad to have her energy here in the in the show today. And Mavis, thank you for being here and sharing your thoughts. And I know you're going to have a wonderful cruise. And Linda, I know you were listening earlier, and I'm glad you popped in on the tail end Always, do you have anything you want to share before we go?
2: Not this week.
0: Okay. And uh, Gary, wherever you are, Mr. Mister uh, Shadow, cat, uh, baby, didn't wake you up, but we're going to be here next week at 1 Eastern, 1 o'clock, not 12. So for all of you who are, you know, in a different time frame, that gives you an extra hour to, you know, get yourself together, get your coffee Do whatever you have to do to wake up, and then you can join us. And, um, again, if you have any um, questions or thoughts or concerns or anything like that, you can send an email to theindigoroom1 at AOL.com. That's about to be changed to theindigoroom at theindigoroom.net. But that's not open yet. It's um, going to be soon. And um, thank you. Just thank you all for being who you are, and uh, I love you very much. And we'll see you next week.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
0: Bye.
2: Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you. Have a great you week. You too. Bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty.